everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Molding the Mindset. This week, I have a very, very special guest. I'm super excited to do this. Um, happy that we were able to uh, get together and do this. He has been the, I don't know if he knows this yet, he's gonna find out right now, uh, West Coast mentor to me. He's been someone who has helped me get on my feet out here. He was probably one of the biggest reasons I ended up out here. Constantly asking me what, you know, what's going on, when's it happening, what are you doing, you know, when are you coming out here, what's your plan? So constantly keeping it on my mind. Um, and then once I got out here, he was, you know, made some connections for me and helped me get up on my feet and here we are. So welcome to the show, Mr. Terry Scannell. How are Hello, you? I'm doing well. How are you? Is this different? Is this weird for us to do this like this? It's a little weird. Yeah? It's kind of cool though. It's kind of, it's different. Yeah, it's different. But it's just another conversation. Yeah, once we, once we dig in, we'll be fine. So you and I have known each other for obviously a very long time. Mm -hmm. My stepdad, your brother, has been in my life for 25 years at this point. Yeah, for sure. But obviously you were up in New York and moving all around now. You've lived out in LA for a year or so. We didn't always see each other, at least probably once a year, right? Yeah. yeah. Come home. Um, and it's always, you, your family was always one of the, it, probably the most fun I've ever had is with <laughs> you guys, <laughs> is growing up as Skidel. You know, it's like, it's, uh, you know, my dad's side's cool, my mom's side's cool, and then when the Skinnells get together, it's like the entire time, I don't even say, I don't say anything, I just sit there and belly laugh the entire oh, time. yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously not people listening to this aren't going to know what, what you do. So what exactly do you do? Start uh, well, at the moment I'm a, I'm a, I'm a writer. Okay. Um, I wasn't always a writer. I was a, I was an actor turned writer. So, uh, I mean, going way back, I was a, I was, a, I was, I was a, as an actor in college, I did a lot of acting in college, mm -hmm. did a little bit of writing in college. Because uh, I was doing some a lot of sketch comedy uh, stuff, and then that um, that turned into uh, when I got to New York. I went right from college to New York, and um, doing some acting, this and that, whatever I could get my hands on. And then I stepped into stand-up comedy. Yeah, and I did stand-up for a while, and. Um, Leading up even to getting to L.A., I was doing stand-up. And then when I got to L.A., I realized I didn't love stand-up as much as I needed to. And that's, that was kind of the end of my stand-up career, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. We've never really talked about that, but I wanted to preface it because obviously you've worked yeah. in comedy for a long time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, and I wanted to, before I, before I jumped into the question, I wanted yeah. to ask that first because you're a family. <laughs> is <laughs> you're you you're by profession you know you were stand-up comedy then you did yeah. sketch you know a bunch of sketch comedy sure and then you were you know your writing was mainly comedy for a while yeah for right? a long time yeah. right so by trade that's what you did yeah you were comedy funny. comedy writing by trade but yeah yeah i've done a lot of different types but your brothers and your and your they could also probably be oh yeah if sure. they wanted to in some form in the comedy realm yeah for sure yeah, they're all really funny. And I think it's, it was a blessing for me to be able to grow up in such a ri ridiculous environment. Oh, yeah. The constant back and forth and jokes and stuff. That's the word, ridiculous. That's definitely mm -hmm. the word. Yeah. So the question I want to ask was, mm -hmm. do you have a story that kind of embodies what it was like 
to grow up <laughs> as a Scannell. Oh my or, god! Or a story, or I'm sure you have plenty. But do you have two that like immediately come jump off your mind? Oh uh, my god! I have one that I hope you go with. Oh, that's hilarious! Uh, I wouldn't even know which one you'd be. It's the the Franny the Franny oh, yeah. story where you guys. Uh, oh, that's probably where I was going. That's okay. Yeah, that's probably where I was going. Okay. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I mean, I adore my brothers. I, my brothers are like, you know, I I honestly I adore them. I, you know, words can't describe how much I I appreciate them and how how supportive they've been forever of uh you know everything I've I've ever tried to do, but. I will tell you, yeah, I mean, first of all, like, my whole life, whenever Franny was rounding a corner, I jumped out and scared him. Franny's like, the oldest? My oldest, yeah. Oldest. Franny, and Tommy, the, Danny, Terry. Yeah. And then I'm the youngest, yeah, of course. And then, uh, but like, I mean, and Franny's such a great sport, like, he was, oh, man, oh, you scared me, man, you scared me, man. But like, he couldn't round a corner without me jumping out there, <laughs> like that. I mean, it was like... I can't even remember not doing it. Tell you the truth, it was if it was if, if it was coming around the corner. But I think the the one you're talking about was uh, where, where we grew up. We grew up really uh, off of a really busy street, that being Frankfurt Avenue, and we were about three houses off the off the corner. And there was, I don't know if there was a, 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 a store got robbed or whatever, but there was a there were a bunch of cop cars, maybe five cop cars at the corner, and. Danny and I knew that Franny was home alone, so so we came in and we came bustling through the door. And Franny's like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And Danny went to the window to see if, you know, to I'm like, "Are, are they still out there? They're still out there." He's like, "Yeah, they're still out there." Franny's going, "What's going on? What's going on?" Danny said, "Danny," and, and we're acting like you know we're real chaotic. And and Franny looks out and he sees all the cops. He goes, "Oh my God, what's going on? What's going on?" Danny runs upstairs and he throws a bunch of stuff in the bag and. And I'm like, just go get get a bag, you know. So he grabs a bag of of, of stuff, and and uh, and he comes running down. And uh, I said, Danny, I, I said, all right, go out the back and everything. And and, he, and Franny is yelling, What's going on? What are the cops doing here? What did you do? And we're just kind of like running around like maniacs. And then uh, Danny says, You know, hey, I'm going to be at the. The Red Roof Inn on, I forget, yeah. on, up on the boulevard. the boulevard or something like that. Okay, cool. He goes to leave and he turns. He says, he goes, I said, uh, Danny, do you have your, you have your piece? And Danny said, <laughs> Franny goes, oh my God, he's got a piece. What's going on here? So he goes, yeah, I got it, I got it. And he runs out. And then I, you know, and then of course, Danny comes walking in five minutes later and Fran, after Franny almost had a heart attack yeah. and everything, but. Yeah, that was kind of that was like a typical day in our house. Tell you the truth, like that was like uh, that that was funny. Is one that yeah is that is that is the oh. story that that and comes to know, mind so. And much. if you know Franny, you know it's that much better because uh, you know he's such a nice guy and he's such a great guy and he's he's like he just wants nothing but greatness for everyone around him and uh, <laughs> and for us to just kind of you know I could see he was going oh my god my brothers are flushing everything down the toilets. <laughs> And I can't even imagine what he thought we were into. But he has a piece. He, he has, has a piece. That's that's awesome. And yeah, Franny is is the you know, he's the very reserved. He's kind of yeah. quiet. He's funny guys, though. Franny's all my brothers are funny in their own way. I mean, they're some of them. You know, just they're all hysterical. And, and both they all have great sense of humor as well. Your your mom is oh yeah, my mom is funny, funny too. in her in her own yeah. way, in her own way. Yeah, my I had funny. I had the pleasure of living with her for. Five summers. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never met a human being that could watch 
I, I don't like baseball as it is. Oh, I know. But the sit in front of the dedication of 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 her to watch the Phillies game. Mm-hmm. But she would also watch it every game. Yeah. In mute because she hated the announcers. <laughs> That's my mama in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, they never told, they never, and her, your impression of her is the best. Oh, yeah, she's and the best. She, I mean... Well, she her, always said, till this day, she, when she calls out my brother's name, she Fred, Tom, Dan, yeah, Tear. <laughs> still, still to this day, she knows it. She it's, knows she does it. Yeah, f- yeah, funny, funny in her own right. Oh, yeah, she's kind of Yeah, so it was kind of natural for you to be... To cut, to yeah, I mean, I, 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 even outside of, you know, I, you know, my summers were spent down um, the, uh, the Jersey Shore, you know, with all my cousins. So, and my cousins were just a, a really, really funny, uh, you know, they were funny but on my mom's side. My cousins on my, on my father's side are, are funny as well. But my, I spent a lot of time in my summers were spent with my, my cousins on my mom's side. Uh. And she was one of seven initially, and then you know my uncle passed away. So there was, she was one of six. So I grew up with all of their, you know, all my all my cousins and 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 uh, on Twenty First Street, and I saw them all all day every day, and it just they were just really funny, and they they helped me kind of. Um, I, I I it just I it just seemed like a natural kind of thing. I mean, it was a very very um, loud, funny. Uh, group of people. Group of people. Yeah. yeah, I mean that all. You know, always looked at the, you know, the the, the bright side of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we always just really had a lot of great times. I mean, whether it was like God, we would have gong shows or Christmas in July parties and stuff. I mean, full blown talent shows like at our. I've our, never heard. I've never heard of it. Oh I've yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah. There's. So you were, you discovered your talent there? At, oh at, yeah, at, 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 I don't know if that's where it happened. <laughs> I don't know. If, I still don't know if it did happen. Tell you the truth, but uh, yeah, that's that. That was kind of like how we um, we spent our summers. You know, yeah. a lot of laughing, mm-hmm. a lot of friends of friends, a lot of friends of cousins. So we had a really really big group that um, didn't really take much too seriously. I mean. <laughs> Everything was 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 worth laughing about, and you know, we I think we had a, a there were moments that where we kind of learned early on. I I learned early on, you know, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. You know, you, you know, you, yeah. you know, and that's 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 still that's still kind of the way I am. You know, I mean, it's, I would always rather, uh, you know, figure out what the funny is in yeah. any situation, yeah. in any situation, regardless of what the yeah. I think. It is a good balance of not to, you know, not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. But, you know, you are very business and the way yeah, yeah, you approach yeah. things. I t- so I, it's, 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 a, it's a balance. No, that's, a that, balance. that's a good way to put it. I, I, I take the business very, very seriously. Right. I, I, I don't take myself very seriously. I, I don't. I, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I know myself too well to take myself seriously. You know? I, yeah, I can attest to that. Um, so you, so, grow up in Mayfair. Yeah. We actually went. To, we all went, to, which is yeah, all Father Judge. Father Judge. I'm very proud of very, that. By the very, way, yeah, I'm proud of it as well. Yeah. Do you have anything that kind of sticks out from Judge that was that you? Oh, uh, probably the best four years of my life. Yeah. Still today. I explain that to people. Yeah. People don't get it. People don't. People never understand. Right. They don't get it. When you when I say I, I went to an all guys high school, you're like, how did you survive it? How, all around. All, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Not the only like, reason I went there for four <laughs> years because they wouldn't let me go for eight. Like that's the only reason. <laughs> that's the only reason. It was, oh, it was the best. 
and it was kind of the same. And now my Tom, little Tommy, yeah. my little brother yeah. is is there now. And it is kind of different now compared to when you were there. And then when I was there, you could still kind of get away yeah. with a lot. Yeah, you could. And, you could be kind of like you could still be like a borderline criminal and like do criminal acts and kind of get away with them and close to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, do you I mean, a, you have a favorite judge story? Like, oh, guy, I would have too many. Oh my gosh. This is this. I'll tell you. This is this has always been uh, Father Judge in a nutshell. So we had this one teacher. I don't know if you had him. His name was Lou McKee. We used to call him Sticky Lou. Sticky Lou. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sticky Lou. Yep. He's not around anymore. He's not around anymore. Okay. No. So Lou was an interesting guy because he was a. Uh, I think he. I think he was a Vietnam vet, and he had a very very adult take on how he dealt with with uh, his students, whether they're freshmen, sophomore, juniors. It didn't, he, he treated everybody like a man. Yeah. And I think uh, everybody really appreciated that uh, uh, from him. And I will tell you this, so I think I was, yeah, I was a senior and I had a, 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 our one teacher, uh, Mogola, you, he was a history teacher and you basically had to monitor your whole uh, year. It was all like in a folder and you had to keep it real tidy and nice and it was had to turn it in by the week and you would check your folder so your whole life was ba- for that class was like in the folder yeah and and uh, i had lou the, the 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 period before mo so i was behind and i was trying to catch up on this work and lou says hey hey hey, hey terry bring bring it up here i said and i looked at him i said lou please please no he goes just bring it up so I brought up a blank piece of paper, and he goes, oh, oh, that's, oh, yes. oh, this is what you're working on? He goes, you know what, bring up the whole folder. And I went, please, Lou, please don't, because I knew exactly what he was going to do. And we were on the second floor, and he takes my folder my whole semester, and he throws it out the window. <laughs> and I just watch my whole semester just kind of float down to the ground, and I'm going, oh, my God, no way. So I immediately go to walk by him to leave class to go get my papers. And he goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going to get my papers. He said, no, you're not. You're going to sit down. I said, Lou, just let me go get my papers. He said, sit down. So I go to walk by him, and I say under my breath, this fucking sucks, or something like that. And he goes, oh, this fucking sucks. And I turn him, I go, fuck you. He goes, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. Like, that was judge for me. Like, that was judge. I mean, that oh, could yeah. have been a better explanation of, of oh, what God. it was like to go to, to judge. Yeah, he didn't suffer fools very well. Like, if you, if you thought you were going to, you know, pull this, yeah. I'm, just a, I'm just a poor little boy going <laughs> to get... You know, he wasn't having it. No, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Lou, and Lou was great. I mean, he, it, especially the older you get, the more you kind of appreciate him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, you know... Yeah, we uh, like his scent. It got be- got better with age. Oh boy, yeah, his scent yeah. was. That's. Yeah. I think he was there. Oh yeah. I don't know if he was there all my whole four years. He might have been. I think he was actually. Um, I do remember Stinky Lou. I have a judge story that kind of embodies Judge as well. Yeah. And it's I'm not gonna say the teacher's name because I believe he might still be there. So, <laughs> so we're in. We'll just have to do the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in. I believe it was religion class. And it was one of the first days that we were, it was one of the first days of whatever, court, the quarter or whatever, the beginning of the year. I don't remember what point of the yeah. year it was, but 
he was just saying, you know, if you guys don't pay attention, I'll whatever, throw a... Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, throw an eraser at you or slap, some, slap you with like a stick or something like that just yeah. to wake you up or who knows, I might throw water at you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember someone going, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, I won't. Yeah, okay. Stand up for me. Stand up for me. Kid stands up. He walks over. He takes a big gulp <laughs> of water and he just... No. I swear. I swear. I know. People can't believe it. People, no, wait. So we're belly laughing now at this point because yeah. and the kid's like well, what and he just looks over at everyone and goes anyone see anything and everyone just goes I didn't see anything <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's, there was an honor amongst these it was yeah. like nope no I didn't see anything I didn't see anything Not, nobody was, nobody ratted on anyone whether it was a teacher or each other man it was really and no one really cared like no one really no, cared it, was, it, was, it just, was you know it, it was it, that was my that was my first, uh, uh, not my first. I mean, I, I, I was always, you know, you, you take your licks and you move on. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Exactly. If you don't want to get hit, Thick skin. don't, you know, don't put yourself in the position to get hit. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. But if you do, you know, you're not, you're, you know, you're not mad because you got hit. You're mad because you got caught. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. And it wasn't really like a, like, I think now, especially today, like bullying and stuff and, and it kind of has become pretty prominent and people are, you know, taking big stands. Yeah. When I yeah, think yeah, when yeah. you hear stuff like that, it's kind of like, oh, you know, that sounds like it was like a bully culture. And it, well, I don't think no, it was. It, I don't think it was. I mean, I, I, I'm sure if you, if you were going to, you know, quickly categorize it as something, you could, I, I just don't see it. As no. I, I, I see it as taking your licks. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. which could be it was kind of demented. Insane. I don't know, but it was, I, I wouldn't, I will tell you this, I wouldn't change a thing. No, not at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It wasn't, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it, it, it created a, a, you know, a culture of, you know, you know, play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. Stupid prize was getting, spitting water in your I'm face. Spitting water in your face. <laughs> you want to change it? I won't. There okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Hey, learn your lesson, right? That's it. Um, yeah, it was. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it either. So from there, Dayton. Oh yeah, yeah. From from uh from from Judge. I yeah. I, I I went to actually. I went to community college for for two years, and then I took a semester off, and then I found myself at the University of Dayton with my cousin. Can't who, let my dad yeah. hear that, by the way, because my dad still wishes I went to community college for two years, and then and went, then the, went the, the whole with, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But the, well, well, I'm past that. I'm just a genius. <laughs> that's the way it is. <laughs> that's a humble in, retro, in yeah. retrospect, you know that whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, saved no, a lot of it money. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't planned, by the way. Yeah, I think by the time, I, honestly, I think by the time I, I transferred the date, I think eighteen of my credits transferred. You know what I mean? So it was like I was basically starting from scratch. Pretty much starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah. But my cousin uh, was going to Dayton because my other cousin, his older brother, was the was the assistant coach uh, of the basketball team. Mm-hmm. So that's a long story. But I, that, that I ended up uh, at Dayton, um, and then I, I, you know, once I got to Dayton. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I mean, it was, it was, I was, I mean, it's a 10 hour drive from Philly. I mean, the only person I knew was my cousin yeah. and you know, you know, it was, you know, you get there and, and, and you, I mean, as much as you want to kind of go, Oh, well, you know, you, you, people have lives to live, you know, it was like, Oh, I didn't want to, you know, uh, rely on him or, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I quickly found, you know, some, some good friends and I, I got into uh, uh, 
you know, I had done some some acting when I was younger, some uh, high school stuff, and then um, I was away for it for a long time. And then it was on a whim. It was like there were, they had auditions for this for this play for this musical, and uh, I ended up auditioning just for this character part. Like it was a just this very charactery part, and I didn't know a soul. And I went in, and I ended up getting cast in this in this in this play, like on the main stage, because there's there's like black box, and but I got you know cast in this main play, and and uh, and then I was I was I, I I met a whole bunch of different people, you know, that of, of all yeah. different you know places and walks of life, and, and what do you, you know, what do you think made you just go out for that on a on a whim? Why do you? No, think I'll tell you. Why I'll do you think you just went out? I'll, I will tell you. Yeah. And this is this. I I had. I remember seeing the. I remember seeing the auditions. And the auditions say we're like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, and I swear to God, and I'm not lying. I would say for three days, I was trying to gear up the guts to go audition for this thing. Because once again, I didn't know anybody. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember calling my mom. It probably was around six o'clock of Thursday night, the third night of auditions, and I said, "Yeah, I really want to. I really want to." Uh, Audition for this thing, and she said, "You know, just go do it." You know, and I and I was like, "I do want to." You know, obviously, I was calling her for her to kind of approval. encourage me. Yeah, was it approval it. or was it encouragement? It wasn't a, it was no. encu- I, I, you know, I probably knew her well enough that I knew she, what she was going to say. You know, and it was typical. You know, and it's it's very similar to me. You know, it's not going to kill you. Right. You know, it's you know, there's two things that are going to happen. You're either going to you're either going to get the part. Or you're going to go on with your life. Right. It's not going to kill you. Right. You know, and, uh, and I finally, you know, I was talking to him. She was, just go. Go audition. Then call me after to let me know how it went. Uh, and I, you know, finally, I made my way over to, like, this auditorium. And I went and, like, put my name on the list and read some lines. I might have to sing a little bit. But, like, uh I yeah, the next day. I to see you sing a little bit. I can hold a tune. I'm not a bad singer, but I mean, I don't know. You brought us down like, a whole octave. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not like, uh, you know, I don't need to be in a band. But, yeah. uh, but I, you know. That was kind of the thing that catapulted you yeah, that into, was that, into, the, into that realm. At Dayton, yeah. Dayton. So I ended up, I mean, and honestly, I was, I was blessed. I, I, I did that. And then I, you know. The, the next show was a straight play. It was a Sam Shepard play. And um, I, I was cast in that. And yeah. It was a small cast, like an eight-person cast. And, I was, and then I just... But in doing so, I ended up getting really kind of into the, the, like, uh, the Black Box Theater, which was like the smaller theater. Okay. And with a friend of mine, one of my best friends from college, a guy named John Woods, great guy, um, we started a, a sketch comedy troupe. And I got really into that that group. There are a lot of theater people, the best people, the most fun people to be around. Like, how so? Oh my god! Or why? Like, no, because like you can go to a party and like literally a dance party can start. Like they're the craziest. Yeah, they're the most fun. They're imaginative. They have, yeah, they have no yeah. inhibitions. They don't care what they look like when they do it. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's just a kind of a spectacle. And you sit back and and you go, you know, these are this is this is, you know, so many people just sit there. Uh, being so self-conscious of what they look like doing things, 
But what they don't know is people really don't give a fuck about you. Like, you know, yeah. they don't. Yeah, I agree. Like, you get, you, we get so hung up on, on, on how we look doing something or... And that's nothing more than, you know, us thinking that we're so much more important than we really are. That's a good way to put it. You know, it's, 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 it's you, know, you, I, 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 you know, I encourage people to be kind. I encourage people to be, you know, to be considerate and all those things. But as far as kind of just letting loose and like doing what you want to do, you'll be so much happier if you do. It's funny that you said that because I literally just had a, a girl that I work with runs this beach workout uh-huh. in Santa Monica and she was like, she asked me to come to it. I couldn't uh, the one week and then last week I was, uh, had it work so I couldn't make it either. And I said to her this week, I was like, I'll try to make it like blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a little, I have a little bit of anxiety about doing something like that. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. Anxiety is good though. Uh, yeah. It's, right. it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's a, it's, it, you know, ang- a lot of time anxiety is, 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 uh, disguised behind, uh, adrenaline hides behind anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. And that's, yeah, adrenaline is kind of what it's, that's, that's your, that's your body saying, you know, this is uncomfortable. And then, and you go, oh my God, cool. Yeah. Let's break this down. You know what I mean? That was my literally the last two episodes that I've done on the podcast yeah. was trying to deal with anxiety mm-hmm. and not letting it be something that completely controls you in yeah, the way exactly. that you, you think. Because um, I battle, you know, I, I tend, yeah. to, tend to battle. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And, yeah. um, and then the next episode I did was Chasing Uncomfortable. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Y- you know, y- you have to put yourself in these situations to, to grow, right? To, to, oh, my gosh. It's, it's so true. Uh, I... I, I I had this, this, uh, this was recently, um, my son, who's now 12, my son Terrence, he, we, uh, unfortunately we had, we had to go to a, uh, a funeral, uh, for his friend's father. And, uh, there was a moment where he turned to me and he said, you know, he saw, he saw his friend and he said, Hey dad, should I go say something, you know, like, I'm sorry. I said, absolutely. If you want, you know, if you want to do that. And, uh. You know, so we went and found, and you know, the the kids in his headspace obviously is not exactly, you know, where it should be, but nonetheless, my son went up, and I, we were watching from a distance, and it was a really, you could tell, it was a really uncomfortable interaction between the two of them, mm-hmm. just because he doesn't know how to do this, and the other kid is in a place where he just unfortunately, you know, lost his father, and and um, it was really uncomfortable. But it didn't kill him, you know. And I think, you know, kids of uh, of today, they, you know, those those uncomfortable moments are what kind of they're 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 obstacles that you need to get by. Yeah. We need uncomfortable moments in our life in order to a experience them and b realize that they're not going to kill you. Right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go. Wow, how could I have made that? He's gonna t- walk away and go. How do I not replicate that? How do I, what would I do different? <laughs> yeah. I, that's how you grow. I mean, that's how you grow. I mean, you, we, we don't just come out of the womb knowing how to do things. You have to experience things in order to kind of know how to get over them or, or uh, avoid them yeah. or, or, or realize you want to do it again. I mean, it's, it, if you sit there and do nothing, you're going to, you, you know, there's going to be no growth. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, th- I think that's, kind of what makes us who we are is how we deal with stuff like that. Absolutely. And, and not just, you know, yeah, or he could go, you know, well, I'm not going to. 
And that's a detriment, right? That's, that's a media that's, that's, how you regress. Yeah, hopefully right? and, it's, it's not that, yeah. Right. And I, think, I think a lot of people do that. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll, 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 they'll take the flight route and go, you know, I'd I just rather not. Yeah. You know? I've done that. A, you know, I could, I've done that a couple of times, but it's, once you start to do it, once you do it once. It gets easier. And then it gets easier, and then it gets easier. It's and exa- it's exactly like, oh, I, it. I kind of see how this is going. Like, I kind of see how this is going. Do you have any moments that stuck out? So, from Dayton to, to then you're going, then you're in New York, right? Yeah, then in New York. And... Were there any moments where you're like, what am I, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, you know, like, what, what, am I, what is going on? I don't know. But like. I, yeah, I mean, with, yes and no. I mean, um, you know, it, it's, it, it, I, I think to, you know, a lot of people will say, hey, put, put concrete goals on, on what you want to do or what you want to uh, accomplish, but when there's when there when 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 you enter a field like like you know the arts or any type of uh, subjective medium, mm-hmm. you you really can't put a time limit on on how long this is going to take because there's so much that's out of your control that you really can't determine. Hey, I'm going to give this six months. You know, you know what if you all right, say what if you went into acting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you brown hair and how tall are you? Five ten. All right, you're five ten, brown hair, and you you made a decision. You said for six months, I'm going to give this a shot, and then five nine and three quarters, but the five, okay, ten. Five, five, nine, five, okay. Ten. five ten, okay, five ten, five ten. Five ten. My driver's license says five ten, so that will count it. We'll count. We'll <laughs> call it five ten. So if you make commitment, you say I'm gonna I'm gonna try acting for six months, and the next day, something comes out and says, uh, for the next six months, we're not casting any actors with brown hair that are 5'10". <laughs> you go, well, I can't... <laughs> I don't have any control over that. Right, yeah. There's, there's a lot that's out of your control. You know, you have to kind of either believe in what you're doing and try to go about it um, in, in the best, most studious way. Um, do you, a lot a, of, do you have a moment that sticks out that's sort of like early early on you know we, we'll get later into you know yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're at now but like mm-hmm. when, you know early on did you have a moment that, that you kind of went I guess this is how it's going to be I have to learn how to deal with it this way yeah maybe I mean not you know New York like I said New York was um, New York was wasn't a ton of acting acting it was more I started I started at doing stand up I got to New York in 96, and I probably didn't stand up in probably 97. Yeah. And I was never that guy that was going out and doing 12 sets a, a week, you know, which is probably what you need. M- more like 20 sets a week. Like, especially... Good oh, yeah. To be... Yeah. And, you know, it's it, on your best day, it's going to take you, you know... I mean, Seinfeld says he was doing stand-up for 11 years before he truly understood the kind of comedian he was. Like, that's what it takes. It takes trial and error and, you know... Uh, you have to put yourself out there and same thing you have to you have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions I mean you know psycho comedians love that love that you what's know a what psycho mean? comedian just like a psycho comedian like a, I don't mean to say psycho but no, like I, I kind of just like like a like Bill Burr loves being uncomfortable like he loves it yeah that's why he's so good so good I got to watch I talked yeah. about it in the last episode I got to watch him yeah I got to watch Bill Burr perform New material yeah. on a Tuesday night in LA, I and mean, like for me, I was like, 
This is kind it's of like awesome. heaven. Yeah, I was like, this it's is like kind, heaven. This is kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, actually, I talked, I, I talked about it in, in the last episode as well. That's a plug. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had this weird sort of not con- connection or just trying to like really understand stand-up comedy yeah, because yeah. I kind of feel like a lot, and we've spoken about it because uh-huh. you know a lot of comedians are dark and they're very actually. Oh, yeah. the, Introverted, right? A lot of them are kind of. Oh introverted. my god, they're they're, they're Which, they come in all shapes and sizes, but they're the, uh, the best ones from what I've read and what you hear yeah. and what you like. You know, for the perfect Robin Williams. Oh yeah, well he's like the, was just just ridiculous character. Yeah, he but kinda, when you were around him outside of that, he was just kind of he kind of didn't know how to be Robin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that was his big thing. I mean, I have yeah. a lot of friends that were close friends with him, and you know, he he was a dear friend of uh, Bobcat. Like they were like best friends, Bobcat Goldthwait. And I have friends that are friends with Bobcat, and they would go to dinner parties, and they said, uh, even like then, Robin didn't stop; like mm-hmm. it just stayed. Like he did, just, he did, he didn't know how to be himself. You yeah. know, and that must be a nightmare. Yeah. That must be a nightmare. You know, and but there's a lot of comedians. I mean, that 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 honestly, uh, that was a part of what, um, you know, my experience with being around comedians, and I love these people. They're so nice, and they were yeah. so welcoming, and. I was really blessed. I was, I was, I was, I was put into kind of a, a nice group of people that were all kind of going in the same kind of direction at the at the, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was booking right away. I was, I you know, I, I didn't have to do open mics and stuff like that. I was, you know, uh, you know, I got a, a solid set together or two and and just went with that. Yeah. And uh, but comedians, they're they're hard to be around, you know, yeah. because like like that, like a lot of them don't. Uh, because it's such a, it's such a performance-driven industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it, you know, no one, you know, accountants don't go out and talk about money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not what they do. Right. They go and they say, "Hey, how are your kids?" You know what I mean? And you go, "Oh, really good." And then they, they don't know how to sort of funk. Turn it off. You know, and then you have switch. Yeah. Then you have then what you'll have you'll have two two people just trying to have a normal conversation. And then there's the guy that can't shut it, that can't turn it off, that's interjecting and t- testing with new material, and you're just like, dude, just shut up, please. Mm-hmm. We're trying to talk about the weather. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like at some point, and that that's 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 a hard. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like I said, I didn't yeah. love it enough. I mean, you have to really, really like anything. You should really love anything that you're going to kind of dump your bunch of your time to into. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you know, you're going to be spinning your wheels. You're going to go, wow, I invested all that time in that, Ugh. you know. And you look mm-hmm. back and go, I could have been doing something else, you know. So that's yeah. So when I moved out to LA, I I kind of uh, abandoned uh, stand up. Yeah, you pivoted towards, and then I went back ske- to sketch. You went back to sketch. Yeah, then okay. I went back to sketch. Did you find writing was more of your natural? For like, sketch, for well, yeah. So for sketch, were you performing in sketch or were you writing the sketch? I was doing both. I okay. was, you know, uh, I was I was with this one troupe, and uh, they had a good formula. They, you would, we didn't we didn't really deal with scripts. We would we would put it on its feet, and we would say, here's the scenario, and then we would kind of improv it out, mm-hmm. and then we would keep what we liked. And it, once it got to the point where you could kind of see it in three act, even even in a short form, you could see it in a three act. You know, Bing, Bing, Bing. Yeah. And then you would go, well, what if we tried this, to try this? All right, try this, try this. And you have to be with people that you really trust. So it was improv to start, but it ended up being a sketch. Okay. But 
in a lot, I mean, I, with that, it's funny, uh, and, and it ended up being a pain in the butt because uh, a couple of people I met in that troop, we ended up leaving and starting our own troop. Um, and we, I mean, we were up for probably, we were called for the kids and it was a, it was a, a six person sketch troupe. And then we had a three person punk band. We had a couple go-go dancers that played. It was like a full variety show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were blessed. I mean, within nine months, we ended up selling it. We, we ended up selling that show to WB. And we went to, uh, we headlined. It's a Philly 17. What's that? What? That's changed at WB 17. WB. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's changed a couple of times now. It's like yeah. Philly, PHL 17. I know that's what it's, it's called. Keep on, yeah. Just keep on swapping it out. Yeah, like UPN, I think, mm-hmm. for a while or something like that. Yeah. Well, ours yeah. was actually with the, the, the W branch of Warner Brothers. Okay. Okay. The WB branch of Warner Brothers. Got it. So, uh, and then with that, we headlined the HBO Comedy uh, Arts Festival in, in Aspen. When we got the call that we were we were going to Aspen, the uh, the producers uh, that were producing our live show out there through HBO, mm-hmm. they said, "All right, do us a favor, just send us over all the all the scripts, so we can kind of know, you know, lighting cues and and such, and huh. set it, you know, and, you know, as far as that blocking and and we didn't have written we didn't have written sketches. I mean, we didn't we didn't write them. They we would put them up." We liked it. We kept it, but we all knew what our job was. We didn't really, we didn't go by. That's what. That's what always, in my opinion, always made our shows very fluid. Like they didn't, because we weren't really waiting. Unless the cues were really, really necessary, everything else we kind of would, you know, if we, yeah. we knew we knew it worked. If we wanted to try something different. We could. We had that kind of that you know independence about it. And uh, so, next thing you know, I'm having to like watch videos of our show and put them in script form because I didn't, I would go, oh, what's he saying that? No, oh, I'd have to write that. Bob, Sally, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, so we had to put these scripts in that we didn't even know existed, so. But it's still writing, but it wasn't, really, that was actually when I first really started writing, writing, you know? Yeah. Um, what was it about writing that kind of went? Because obviously that's what you do. I had a now. Like one of, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, you know. Then you're like, all right. Well, I one of my them. one of my uh, partners in that, my buddy Mark Finney, uh, we became a uh, you know a writing team. We were on that. We were together with that. We all did writing in the sketch troupe. But uh, after that, Finn and I uh, became like a writing team, and. Uh, you know, our agent, you know, would set us up with meetings and stuff like that. And Finn and I, we we had we had good stuff. We had we had a couple of really good sales. I mean, we had one sale that was uh, oh, so well, get, maybe get back. So we, so then, uh, my son came along. Terrence came along, two thousand six, and at that point, I was like, you know, running around trying to book acting gigs. You know, I knew I could write from home. I knew I could write during naps, you know, his naps and stuff. So that's how I learned. I mean, I, I, I always knew, especially like television or network or like the back of my hand because it was, it was my life growing up. It was like I, I knew everything about every, you know, show of all time. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I already had like... Sidebar, what was your favorite show growing up? Um, growing up, sitcom? 
Or well, the one that you like ran to the TV, oh, I'm running to the TV because I, I gotta make sure I watch it. I mean, I, I couldn't turn off the Brady Bunch still to this day if you paid me. I can't. <laughs> what was it about the, the Brady Bunch? Why, why the Brady Bunch? I think everybody listening to this, my age, is gonna agree with me. It just was a. I don't know. It's such a bizarre. Did like, it hit guilty. Did it resonate? No, like, no it, it resonated so at all. <laughs> It was so bizarre. It didn't resonate. I don't know anything about these people. Yeah. It was just a guilty pleasure. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I think of, I go back and I think of the shows I used to watch, you know, it would be like Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island, you know, I mean, uh, um, even McHale's Navy, stuff like that, like really, really old shows Yeah. that were just really, really uh, zany and, you know, completely hyperbolic to the world we live in. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was so different, you know? That it was, it was kind of, so different that yeah. it was such an escape and you go, this could never happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's, so off the, so maybe off that's the what it was. Ridiculous. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Just go. yeah. I, mean, then, I mean, then again, but you know, I mean, Norman Lear, I would say the two most influential writers that sculpted me would be Norman Lear in the TV realm uh, and, and John Hughes in the, in the feature realm. You know, those Why, are, why so? Well, I, I think both of them, for the same reason, they, they both were extremely, they made, it, they made everything they, they did, which is really extremely hard, look so effortless. They made it look so easy. And, you know, uh, Norman Lear, he was doing things that, that uh, you know, he spent the 70s, he spent all this time in the 70s breaking down these, these, uh, barriers and 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 showing how real people operated you know uh the good times uh you know uh the jeffersons and all in the family and maude and like all these shows they dealt with real deal stuff and they didn't treat anybody they they had a this very much look we're all adults here we can all we can all deal with this this is life yeah you know we should all be able to deal with this right now and uh John Hughes in the feature realm, you know, he was 16 Candles and some kind of wonderful and pretty in pink. You know, he was, he, he and Breakfast Club, like he honed in on that real life teenage angst and that awkward, that awkward time that, that in the moment doesn't feel awkward. But when you, you, you live through and you look back and you go, yeah, that was, yeah, it was kind of awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was, uh, uh, but once again, it doesn't, it's not going to kill you. You know, that's. That's the thing that, that Hughes, uh, and just like, you know, one of the funniest, funniest comedy writers of all time. I mean, Vacations, he did all the Vacations. I mean, he just, oh, he did all, okay. yeah, okay. I mean, he yeah. was Home Alone. Like, he just, like, classic. just the most important for me, you yeah. know. I, have a, I, I mean, I, I, there's a ton of writers that I really love. But John Hughes, I probably, just through watching his movies, he, he wrote from such an, uh, uh, an honest place which is what I like to think, you know, is mm. my forte, to tell you the truth. Like, is to, you know, put the, put, sometimes you have to put away the calculator and just kind of write from the heart, you know? And um, that's what I think John Hughes did. Mm -hmm. And he did so effortlessly. He makes it, made it look so easy, you know? Well, that's funny that you went, that, because that just happened so organically. One of the questions I was going to ask you was, who are some writers that influenced you to be? That to, yeah. to kind of sculpt, and then another question I was going to ask you was one of the nuggets that you dropped on me uh -huh. when I, when, you know, when I, we, you know, I've been going through the process of trying to do the app and sort of yeah. get into this creative space as far as 
even this, you know, doing this and then trying to develop the app and design all that and, and put this team together and stuff like that. And you had said to me one day, you know, nothing organic happens in organic. I, I literally, did, I just walked out of a meeting an hour ago where the producer I'm working with said, you know, I, I, I honestly want, you know, thanks for, thanks for your patience and everything. And I, that's why I, I literally said to him, I said, nothing, you can't, you know, if there were a, if there were a, a fast, there, if there was a fast way to organically get there, we would all do it. It just, it's just not possible. No. You have to, you have to let things resonate. You have to, you have to let them organically unfold. You have to make mistakes along the way, you know, and mistakes can be your best friend or your worst enemy. If you learn from them, they're your best friend. If you keep on making the same mistake over and over, then they're your worst enemy. Mm. And but if, uh, yeah, I mean, you 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 do have to let things breathe, you know, and and let them, like I said, like unfold in a very natural way. Yeah. Because that's, like I said, you know, you 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 can pull out the calculator and say, oh, you know, we want the first act to be this, the second act to be this, and then okay. Yeah, now we know what it needs to be. Who are these people? What makes them tick? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's their What's their What's their every day? You know, it, it, it's a lot of time. It, you have to really, really spend some time. You know, well, getting back to Finney, that's a, that one of the greatest experiences of my uh, uh, early on when Finn and I became writing team. We went into uh, Sean Hayes has a company. Sean Hayes from Will and Grace, and okay. he has a company, very successful company now. They were they're called Hazy Mills, and we were going in to pitch them a couple ideas. We had two regular, and when you go in and pitch ideas, you usually want to have three ideas ready to fly. And um, we, I, I still remember, we pulled on the on the the uh, CBS Radford lot, and our meeting was say at twelve. We get there eleven fifteen. Figure out where the meet, the meeting is going to be, you know, so you're not running into any obstacles, and go to the commissary and maybe kick it for a little bit and do some pre-meeting and stuff. So we had these two ideas. Commissary that were like, or no, 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 uh, the uh, actual, uh, the uh, actual uh, commissary. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Uh. So, uh, so just to kind of gather yeah. our thoughts and say, oh, you know, we'll do because it's kind of like when you pitch, especially when when you're you know you have acting experience, you can kind of take shifts and like, oh, you dig it, you do you do that, I'll do this. You know, kind of banter, make mm-hmm. it look very natural. So, we had these two ideas. I can't tell you what they were. I forget. Uh, but I, they weren't great. But I, they, they were. I, they could have been great. I don't even know what they were. They yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were like, man, it'd be nice to have a third one. What's the third one? What's the third one? And honestly, it went like this. When I, I don't know if Finn said it or I said it. I said. Man, what if like what if behind the, what about like behind the scenes of Jeopardy? Like, what would that what would it be like to work on Jeopardy? Like in the office of Jeopardy, you know, all these people that know everything and and uh, honestly, we went in and we we on the fly we like ten minutes before we gave it a name, we figured out a pitch, and we said uh, we have this show we want to do. It's called Who Knows More, and it's this long-standing trivia show, not unlike Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. But it's about the goings-on, uh, you know, behind the scenes of a show like Jeopardy. You know, you have the kooky host, you have the, you have the, 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 the and basically at, at the, the time. Who comes up with all the categories. Yeah, all that stuff. Who comes up with all the categories. Yeah. How do they generate all these categories all the time? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, but no great show is about what it's about. What do you mean? Like Cheers isn't about beer. You know what I mean? Taxi's not, not about 
driving a car. You know, these, these shows are, are about every great show and, you know, Jim Burroughs and Norman Lear, that's what they did. They would put, they would put reluctant families together that hated and loved each other as much as, you know, they hated each other as much as they loved each other. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, the, that, that's, that's, a, that's a recipe for success. You put a bunch of people together that don't want to be there, but feel the need to be there. Interesting. You know, and that's, that's what it was. So, so we said our take would be like a Just Shoot Me workplace comedy about the behind, behind the scenes of Jeopardy. Their eyes light up. Holy shit, we love that. And we're like, of course you love it. Yeah, it was a great idea. You know what I mean? Like we had this in our back pocket. We were waiting for you know, <laughs> waiting for weeks to pitch this to you. Yeah, right, right, you know? right, 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 right. And uh, so from there, it was a great, great, great learning experience for me because um, we uh, we we did a lot of work. We we worked with the creative execs over there, and we went through character. We we went character through character. This guy. A full bio and well, you know, graduated from Brown. This and that. This guy, you know, just a real, real uh, concise, uh, specific bio on each particular character in these things. And and I learned a lot from that experience because I still do it to this day. When I when I when I'm creating something from scratch, I start with the characters and I start with the well, the scenario I start with, and then you kind of go, what would be interesting? You know, how would this person? You know, because when you write characters, you're not going to go, oh, this guy's a, uh, you know, Bob, he's a dumb jock and, you know, he's a womanizer and he just loves, you know, uh, having a good time. Yeah. You don't put uh, Carl, dumb jock, uh, womanizer and just loves that. You, you can't write two of the same character. Right, 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 you want right, to see right. who fits in the puzzle really nicely. You yeah. know, who, who, you know, the dichotomy of the, of the, of the relationships yeah, and how they complement each other. Yeah. That's... Um, that's a right. good, and it kind of transfers over into to yeah. business as everything, well. Everything, everything kind of transfers over too. Nobody needs the same. You don't need. It's not Noah's Ark. You don't need two of the same. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you just need one, and then you need another, and everybody should bring something different, a different talent or a different necessity right. to the table. That's 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 on the screen. That's off the screen as well. I mean, nice. but but we we with that uh, we 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 did all this work. We put together all this. You know what the what the what the what we call a Bible, and you know what the season would be, and what the pilot was going to be. Not quite in written narrative form, but almost in like a uh, a treatment type. You know, this guy comes out, whatever. And then um, I swear we were on it maybe a month with them, and then they said, "Hey, we pitched this guy who won an Emmy for Frasier, who was a showrunner for Frasier. We pitched him the idea. He loves it." Um, do you want to bring them on board? And I said, well, what, what, what's the percent, you know, because, you know, you bring somebody on board, you lose a lot of power, you lose a lot of control. But at that point, we hadn't sold anything yet. It would have yeah. been our first sale. I said, what, what are the percentages, percentage that Finn and I sell it without this attachment? And for the 35, 40%, still a chance. It's a great concept. I and, mean, you know, what we're pitching is really good. It's in good shape. What do you see it with this guy attached? 90%. I said, done. Yeah. Bring them on board, you know, and, you know, that's the, it wasn't ideal after the fact, but, you know, I try not to judge things after the fact, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, well, well, you do try to judge things after the fact, but I like to remember the predicament I was in leading up to that. Mm -hmm. 
So we said yes. This guy, we end up selling it to CBS. Um, this guy, because contractually we brought him on board, he had the right to pilot. So I gave up a bunch of control there. Yeah. Uh, so it was, a, it was a huge learning experience. Learning experience. Got me, got me in the Writers Guild. Right. Uh, to me, the pilot turned out really shabby. Yeah. Not great. Very lazy. Yeah. I wouldn't have bought it, personally. Um, if I were CBS, I wouldn't have gone any further. But we sold it. Got me in the Writers Guild. You know. Yeah. And that's that a little... Of, that's a little... Is that kind it, of the jump, that was the jump start? Yeah, that was the one... you wanted to do. That was the one where we went, all right, you know, we're good enough to... We can, to we can, we can swim in these waters. Like, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. That's and when you got to, you know, you, you go, okay. What's yeah. next? Now let's, now let's figure out something else, you know? Are, are you, like, I'm the type of person that's like... I feel like I've had this conversation with a couple different people over the past couple weeks. Like, like I just feel like I'm never doing enough. Like, or like yeah. I need to be doing more. Yeah. Or constantly searching for what's next. Or constantly searching for like, is it you get done with a project and you're like, all right, what's next? Uh, or like, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah like, no, it's can we yeah. bigger? Can we do something completely different? Because right? you yeah. went from comedy to the thing that you're working on now is completely different. Completely, yeah, completely out different. of your realm. Yeah. You wanted to stretch your your limitations well, and your abilities, right? Well, you know, uh, then I, then I, you know, I have a bunch of, you know, comedy. You know, I've, I've, I have, I have, I write things if I find, uh, that, that I find interesting. If they don't interest me, I'm not going to be able to do much with it. Yeah. Like, that's why everyone goes, you know, hey, Terry, you know you should write about? You know, like, uh, the guy that, like, you know, I'll, I'll know a guy who, like, lives on a boat. And he's like, oh, you should write about a guy who lives on a boat. And I'm like, no, dude, you... <laughs> I don't know about yeah, yeah, living yeah. on a boat. Yeah, you know that is Kevin from you the should, Yeah, Kevin. you should you should write about a guy living on a boat because I don't know about being a guy living on a boat. You can't just you can't. It's, you yeah, can't, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I could probably you know you, if you cut me a big check, I could figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, no, it's not your style. It's, it's just not my. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. I wouldn't know how to do it. Yeah. You know, not necessarily. Uh, you know. It, it, you know, I have I have uh, so many different scripts, and they're all kind of all shapes and sizes, both feature and television. Mm. And uh, none of them are, like I said, they're not about what they're about. They're about the people that are in that world. You know, it's it's you know, uh, as long as they're three dimensional people that have kind of uh, daily conflicts and and. Uh, you know, and it's built in irony. You know, that's 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 where you want to be. Right. I mean, think about I mean, like irony. Like, think about Cheers. Is there a more ironic setting of an alcoholic running a bar? That's yeah. that's 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 it. His daily struggle every episode was not drinking, but operating a bar that thrives on drinking. Genius. Yeah. Right. Or salt like that. Yeah, I and that's yeah. I guess it would make a great, not only a great show, but even like just from a personal standpoint. Yeah. Um, I thought you could plan on how to tie that in, but another. He lost me on that one because I was trying to think of something how to tie it in, and I was like, "That's a really good point." And then trying to make it from a yeah, personal standpoint, from yeah. a growth standpoint, like you know, I could. Um, I think when it comes to people and how we like, you know go about, for me, I'll use it from a personal standpoint. Like, 
I li- like a lot of doubt. I, I have a lot of doubt about a lot of things, right? But mm-hmm. I still want to go. Even like moving out here, right? It took me forever. To oh yeah, for sure. This, right? You kind of live in like this space where I don't know if I'm going to be able to to pull this off. Oh yeah. You know how am I going to do this? I can't do this. Can I do this? I can. Def- I can do this, right? Like it's a constant That's, battle of. You of, need of, that though. You know. You need that. Like and and then and, you look back. Not to interrupt, but like you look back and you go. Man, I lost all that those hours of sleep for yeah. for this. That was something that was kind of so seamless. Yeah. And like I said, you know, if it doesn't work out, then then you, got, mark, you then just move on. Right? You, you move on, to, man. Yeah. Like you, you just kind of rarely um, we're, we're more wrong than we are right. Yeah. I mean, like right. But I just, mean, you're you're right when you're right though. It it outweighs yeah all of the wrongs you've ever made. It, it kinda, does. Kinda, yeah. It builds up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and what I kind of want to start that into was the, the point that you made to me when I wanted to, I was like, I need to, I know I want to move out here. Yeah. yeah. I know I want to, I want to start a business. I want to start an app. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you jump into this. I've kind of took that mentality with, with doing this is you were out here for a while mm-hmm. doing everything on your own. Yeah. Right. With no agent and no. Yeah. I mean, I've always, yet, I, right? I always, I was always lucky enough to have representation of having, but they never, they never did anything for me. I mean, they, they, you kind of did like it on everything your own, right? you hear about agents yeah. is true. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, you, you know, you build the relationships and you and you you uh, you try to get better. Yeah. And I mean, what I learned, especially with writing, because I'm self-taught, was you know the the the, the difference maker is the work you put in when no one's looking. That's the huge difference maker, especially when you're learning. Um, when you're not being, you know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, writing isn't a paid internship. You know, you have to, it's, it's, it's writing and, and, and crossing your fingers and hoping you're doing it right, you know, and, uh, and, and, and creating your own voice, you know, creating something that's not like, uh, you know, derivative of like something, somebody else, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't want it to be, the last thing I, I, I ever want is for someone to go. My God, your writing reminds me of, you know. I don't want to. I want. I don't want it to remind you of anything. Yeah. Or anyone. Opinion. I want you to remind me of me. You know. Yeah. And I guess, you know, sometimes they'll they'll say, uh, you know, if, I wouldn't mind somebody saying, this has a Norman Lear feel. I don't mind that. Right. That's a compliment. You know. Yeah. But it doesn't say. Oh, doesn't. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to sound like someone else. Interesting. You know. Yeah. Because. You know, having a unique voice is especially in in, uh, in any type of art, like whether it's whether it's I mean, painting or this. Podcast, you know, you have yeah. yeah. How many podcasts are out there? But you you have you know you, you created your own lane. That's what's cool. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's a bunch of different ways to do things. Yeah. You know, a bunch yeah. of different ways to do things. And you, and you just have to have. The audacity to oh, yeah, pull yeah. it off, which well, is kind of what I wanted to get. Yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of one of the other, other, yeah, other nuggets I wanted. Yeah, to, I, I wanted knew, to get to. I knew you'd like that when I told you that before. Dude, I, well, I remember the yeah. conversation we were having, and it was about moving out here. Yeah, and it was, and I remember you said it, and I was like, "Yeah, shit, that's good." And I was sitting yeah. at a table with a pen and paper, and like, just happened to be, and I'm like, "I'm gonna write that down," and I wrote yeah. it down immediately as soon as you said it. Yeah, it's I, it's it's the especially if you know, and there's a there's a bunch of ways to break into this business there's the yeah. the, the guy who you you know your his, your dad his dad was uh norman lear or his uncle 
runs Paramount or his cousin connections from a connection connections. Standpoint. Yeah, there's yeah. ways in. Yeah, there's there's you know right out of Harvard into a story editing room. You know, there's a right out of Dayton when you come and you're a PA. There's a million different ways. You know, I unfortunately. I not unfortunately the way I came in is just is just a different way in. It was I came from an actor turned writer, um, that uh, you know I I never it was never daunting on me. I always felt like it was it was a uh, yeah okay just point me in the right direction. I'll uh, you know I can figure this out. Mm. Um, but you do have to have that, and that's what I always say. You have to have. The audacity to think you can pull this thing off. Like, you, if you don't have that, you're dead in the water. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you can pull it off, then don't spend your time doing it because it's going to reflect in your work. Yeah. If you're writing something without confidence behind it, it's showing on the page. If you're painting something without confidence behind it, it's showing on the print. It's always you're always going to out yourself, yeah. and you're going to completely get get get, get exploited. That's just you're going to get exposed. You're going to get exposed. Important to check yourself before you get too far into it, right? When you, like you said, like a few years down the road, you know, going, "The hell have I been doing this entire time?" No, exactly. You know, and it's um, it goes for business, business too. Same Same thing. Same thing. It's all the same. It's It's all the same business. It's all the same. It's all the same. I mean, same thing. Yeah. If you don't, if 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 you're in a room pitching a product and you don't even believe in product, nobody's going to be. Nobody's going to buy it. Yeah. Nobody's gonna buy it. It's already hard enough to get people to part with their money. You know what I mean? Like, people are very kind of specific on what they will give money to. That's why the ultimate compliment is when somebody cuts you a check for your work. You know, it is. No, it is. People can sit there all day and and clap and go, "You're great, woo! You're the best." Yeah. But when someone goes, they can clap. I here's a check. Right. You know. But you don't do it for that, though. You, no, because that, I think that it can. Like, I mean, yeah, I think you. I think you have to find that. I think you have to find. You have to split. You know, art and business kind of don't. They don't park in the same, the same garage. Yeah. But they they need to coexist, especially yeah. when you're doing things. You know, for a living. Right. You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean. You I, can, I mean, you can kind of make if that's what if you know. Obviously, we all need to make ends meet, and we you know we all have yeah. But I think if you drive only towards that, it gets a little detrimental because you can make some mistakes along the way. Absolutely, you know, and then greed plays a huge part in the things like that, and and people people yeah. start to make huge well, yeah, huge mistakes. Well, you I, I start to that's yeah, you, you, you start drive make, for the freedom. You start right? what you you what you don't want to do is get yourself in a position where you'll do where where the where the money is where you put yourself in a position where you'll do anything for money because then you're starting from a place of already making consolations. That's what was the creative element of the, the hospitality industry that you kind of well, I like, stood out to you? I, 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 like, I like the way um, that I, I like to think about what makes things tick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think uh, you should just be able to open your doors and just give anything and expect great things to happen. I, I think yeah. it needs to be inspired. I think it needs to certain amount of love. I mean, you need to really care about what you're trying to do. Yeah. It's like, it's the same. I bring the same, it's the same as writing a script. It's like, you just, you want it to represent you. Um, and every space, you know, honestly, I've been in work in so many restaurants. Some spaces just have great energy. Some spaces just have bad energies. 
you know, and, and on their best day, it doesn't matter who you bring in, you can bring in, uh, you know, Danny Myers and it's just not going to work. And uh, some spaces, you just kind of go, all right, I like this place. And, yeah. and you, you do what you set out to do and uh, it works, and you know? So what was, so did you kind of take that mindset and then, because you've, Invest in how many how many restaurants? Well, just, have you been a, just one of the. Well, I mean, just one? yeah, one of the. This is the first one, you know, the one yeah. one Westwood and fellow, and uh, yeah. you know, my uh, Will, yeah, uh, was a friend of mine. We worked together for years, and uh, he said, you know, I, my, I I always told Will, I said, you know, if you have any investment opportunities, just let me know. And I think we 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 met a couple times, and just didn't, and he said, you know, meet me at this one place, and I went to his place, and it was like jackhammers and it was just a shell i mean it was a it was a it was like a the gaza strip it looked like and it was like and i just felt good about it though yeah it just had a really good uh i liked the neighborhood i liked um i hadn't been in westwood in a long time before that and um i saw a lot of people in the street and it was a lot of smiles and it seemed a lot of a lot of hustle bustle and there's a little more uh, uh corporations that come in there and it just seems like there's a lot of uh you know, a good energy, mm-hmm. and I just felt good about it. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm thank just, you for that. You no, know, uh, oh, yeah. Currently I, working there. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't there, so take much. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm never there. Like I said, I don't have any type of uh, creative. Uh, yeah. You know, but I trust those guys, and those guys are doing a great job over there. Are you looking into doing that more in in, in the future? Yeah, I would you, think so. Yeah, yeah, I would you, think so. Would you like to do something more like hands on? Would you like yeah. to be able to create, like actually go? Okay, if I was doing this, here's what I would do. Yeah, here's yeah, that would definitely. I would say that would be definitely uh, uh, in the cards. I would say yeah. yeah, that would be more than likely as to, you, to happen eventually. Yeah, as you start to look out. Yeah. as far as what's you know, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, what's next? What are we? What are we gonna? Can, you know, what are we? What can uh, we do different? What can we do? Yeah, yeah, is yeah that, for sure. I, I mean, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll sit down with anybody once. It, yeah, I will yeah. sit down with anybody once. If somebody yeah. says, "Hey, you got 15 minutes," you know, and, and I know them, and yeah. I say, "Yeah, yeah, of course." You know, what does he want to talk about? If it makes sense to me, you know, and I think it's coming from a place of like, you know, an inspired place or a place that were like of passion. Yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, you can't put a number on that. There's not there, like I said earlier, like you can't pull out the calculator and calculate someone's passion. You just can't. Passion's passion. Yeah. And uh, a lot of time, you know, people have a lot of passion, but they don't have the desire. And a lot of people, sometimes they have desire, but they don't have the passion. Some people have the desire and the passion and the know-how. And there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm actually reading a book right now mm-hmm. called Grit. Yeah. And it's about oh, yeah, yeah. It's grit, perseverance, and, and passion. So it is. And, you know, you need to be able to... To withstand for sure. all of the lump we talked about earlier, all of the lumps that you're going to be to take, right? No doubt. All no. that we were lucky enough to yeah. learn back then, but you still continue to learn and make mistakes. And yeah. um, but you know, I, but you know, those hits are coming. They're coming. Yeah, it just goes with the territory. Right. You just got to be willing okay. to push, push through the. It's not going to kill you. No. Yeah. I, honestly, I think that's a great way to kind of tie in everything that we've spoken about so far. Yeah. You know. Um, and we pretty much just wrapped it up. Yeah, we did right there. That this was, was that was a perfect. That could have been a better ending. We pretty much wrapped up all the points. Um, I was gonna do like rapid questions. We had talked about that, uh-huh. and you honestly, two, well, 
two of like th- a couple of the questions I was gonna ask. <laughs> we kind of just naturally touched on. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. And they're like, might as well. Um, and then I think one of them was even gonna be advice. And you're like, oh, I don't want to. But what, you but you see what I'm yeah. saying about yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, opposed, it makes sense. I'm not opposed yeah. to giving advice. Yeah. I just. I, I think you have to be careful about who you ask advice from because right. what happens is people tend to give advice upon where they are at the current moment. Yeah. So when when you know if I'm put it this way, if I'm a if I'm a a nineteen year old kid who's going to be a director, uh, do I go to Steven Spielberg and say how do I become a director? Absolutely not. Yeah. Steven Spielberg hasn't been in your shoes. In seventy thousand years, like he doesn't, he, has, yeah. he knows nothing about. Yeah, you know, he lived through a struggle, but he doesn't really remember the struggle. Yeah, he does, and that's not his fault. No. It's just been a long time. If I'm a nineteen-year-old kid and I'm struggling, I go to the twenty-one-year-old kid who just got a film, film you know, through uh, that's in Sundance. Point. That's a great. That's point. who I go. I say, hey, man, look, I'm right behind you. I'm trying to. What were your battle? You know, the, the industry has changed so much. What were you up against in the last? That's different. And that kid can say, you know, that kid has recent memory of saying, God, you know, it was just nine months ago where I was struggling. And, you know, I was lucky enough to get blank, you know, to read it. Mm -hmm. How'd you get him to read it? Well, I asked my buddy so-and-so. Like, that's different. You can compare notes. But when you're you're asking, you know, someone who's really, really, really high on the chain to give you advice, the the advice you can get, you know, is intangible. Make sure you keep showing up. Be early. Leave late, you know. Don't get outworked. Yeah. Those are the things that, that you can thing. give advice to. You right. know, not, you know, uh, do A yeah, and B saying. and C. And yeah. I just think I think I just think people need to be careful about uh, how they how they receive advice. And what and what and and who they're asking. Yeah, who they're yeah, the right who they're people. asking. You know, yeah. Ask the right people. You know, yeah, some people point. are smart enough that they you know maybe they they the guys. Can you know recall the you know the real real you know starting off str- the mm-hmm. struggle you know? Did you have any? Did you have any mentors or anything along the way that kind of helped you? Kind of. <sighs> I mean, not... you had influences of, of of your writing style, but yeah. like for me, I have certain people that have kind of molded my mindset. Yeah, yeah, per yeah. Se, yeah, for sure. To to try and do the things I want to do. You, I mentioned it earlier. You being one of them is sort of someone I talk to about. Yeah, here's where I'm at right now. Like, yeah. What do you think? And I, I don't know. Obviously. It's funny that because I've asked you for advice, and now yeah. that you're saying it, like we're at different stages. But you see what I'm saying? But yeah, 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 but I think the way we go about it is also important. Yeah, right. Because I don't say you know. Obviously, I'm 27, and, and you're a lot older than me. Yeah. I have a lot more experience, but I don't. Uh, the way I attack it is sort of explain the situation and kind of yeah, that, you know, like yeah, you have, yes. to to, you have to be able to yeah. If you give me choices and say you know yeah, if, if this right. is, yeah these are the facts and this is what I'm up against right. You know, where are we, you know? And yeah. I think we've been through a couple instances yeah. like that. So, yeah. well, exactly where are we? You know, how right. far along? Is that conversation even needed yet? Yeah, right. You know, are we right. even, have we grown there yet, you know? Yeah. A lot of time we put the cart before the horse, too, and you just got to kind of, like I said earlier, go ahead and let it unfold. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, cool. Yeah. Now we have an obstacle. We need to jump over this this hurdle right now. Yeah. What's the best way to do it? Yeah. That's, the, you know, I, I think that's, that's, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to me. Mm-hmm. Like solving problems, I think is is a lot of fun. You know, r- 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 writing. Uh, you know, um, what's his name? William just passed away. William, uh, oh, great, great, great writer. I forget. Uh, but he uh, 
he always says, you know, writing is rewriting. And rewriting is problem solving. You know, rewriting is going, all right, how do I fix that? All right, let's get in there. Let's get dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's nothing more satisfying than solving problems. I can, I can test that. It's a, it's that. a great yeah. feeling. You go, wow, yeah. that's, that's, and honestly, I, I, it's, writing is the most tiring thing. I could, I could be on my feet for five days straight. Five hours of writing wipes me out. Because it's more, it's more yeah. mental. Yeah, it's more mental. It's more mental. It's more mental. And yeah. you, you know. Yeah, and so, I mean, yeah. And I think from there, I think the only last thing I would say is I had this question asked to me the other day. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to start to incorporate it at the end of these episodes that I do with, inter- with, yeah. with guests. I think it's a good way to get people's different perspectives on it. And it was, what does... And, and we, we kind of all just hit on it, and I think I have an idea of what you're going to say, but what does molding the mindset mean to you? Someone yeah. asked me that the other day, and I was like, I was like, you know what? That's a really good question. I kind of yeah. thought about it, but I only know it from my journey. Right? I yeah, only yeah. know it from my, yeah. from my journey what it means to me, but like, she's like, and the person asked me, was like, no, no, no. What if, what would, if you had to define it to someone, what would you? I, I think molding the mindset is setting a standard for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it is... Um, Picking up great things along the way, whether it's exercise or tactics or, or, uh, or um, you know, the amount, like a work ethic and, and how, how exactly what it takes, you know, yeah. because a lot of the time we don't know enough about what it is we're trying to do. And that's a huge component of learning definitely something new mm-hmm. because, of course, you don't know how to do it. Because you don't know how to do it, right. you know? Uh, you have to kind of go in there and, and learn the culture of what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. And, and uh, like I said, there's a million different ways to, to do it. But I, I would say, molding the mindset, I'd say, is, is you know, picking, picking up great, uh, you know, points along the way from people you trust. Having the audacity. To Having the audacity to do things. Yeah, organic. You know, don't, don't get intimidated. Right. Don't let somebody's schooling or, or uh, anything, you know, aside from that, their wealth or their upbringing or anything, don't ever put that in front of, you know, your towns because they have nothing to do with one another. Right. The car people drive, the cars that people drive have nothing to do with their talents. They have nothing to do with one another. Mm. And some of the most talented guys I know in this town still haven't gotten a break. You know? Yeah. And it's the perseverance. It's perseverance. Yeah, it's, it's a dance contest, man. Yeah. You just got to keep on dancing and hoping, yeah. hoping other people drop along the way. Yeah. But you got to keep your head down and, and, and keep on doing things for, for the right reasons. And, and um, yeah, and, and, and once you go through that, once you go through these things, they, they stay. The experiences stay. The experiences are such, they're such invaluable uh, occurrences. Mm. Like you, you, every single time I've created something, I've picked up something valuable along the way, whether it's positive or negative. You yeah. know, it's either, wow, I can't wait to do that again, or wow, I'll never do that again. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you have to, you know, and I will say this, the, I had a, six, like six years, almost six years ago, a friend of mine passed away. And I will tell you, the most valuable thing I learned from that was don't judge moments while you're in them. Because you're not 
thinking from an outsider standpoint. Go through it, do what feels natural, own it, mm-hmm. assess it later. That's a good point. A really good point. I think that's that's something that a couple of managers, you know, coming from the corporate world, even good leaders and good managers have even had said that to me. Exactly. Like, it. Don't let your first emotion be your first react your first reaction. Can't be. You know, take it all in, mm-hmm. breathe. Let it. Be, you mentioned it earlier. Let it breathe. Let it. Yeah. You know, and and then make your decision after that. After you've after you've thought it out and yeah. and things going up. But that was awesome, man. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you doing this. This is a lot of fun. This is a different way for us to have a conversation. Yeah, it was great. I had a really, really, really cool time. Yeah, another thank you to the things I have to thank you. Know, another thank you on the list of things you know that you've helped me with. So I appreciate it. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. I will talk to you in the next one. We're out. Adios. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it. Boom. Four minutes.